Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. What's up everyone, you're listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast, your number one source for all things Chelsea. In this episode, with Ben Chilwell ruled out for the season, we take a deep dive look at the potential replacements that could fill his boots on the left side of our team. It's also our final episode of 2021, and we sign off with the brand new At The Bridge Pod quiz of the year. Now here are your hosts, all the way from the UK, Mikey Berth and Chris. Welcome back everyone to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. This is our final episode of 2021. It's been a year of ups and downs for all of us personally and within the world of Chelsea, of course. Uh, what, though, has been your personal highlight of the year, Berth and Chris? Um, uh, ooh, that's, a good, that's a tough question to start. Uh, obviously, Chelsea winning the Champions League was pretty good. Was pretty that did good. happen. It happened this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, me, I, I've just been to the darts. That was a real highlight for me. Uh, that's why I missed Monday's episode or whatever day we're on now. I don't know what, what Something day. Like that. Yeah, but yeah, I went to Dart the other day. Um, that was a real highlight for me because I've always wanted to go there. And just doing the podcast every week is always a highlight for me, speaking to you boys. Oh, it's always brilliant doing that. And hopefully we'll have another fun and successful year next year. Yeah, I like that, Beth. That's a great answer. Well, um, thank you. Champions League, obviously. And having my son probably would be a personal highlight. I think that's a good uh, one, Chris. Yeah, I do yeah, think that's a good one. It's, it's all right, that one, isn't it? Um, you're still in yeah. the Champions League, though. That's the real question here. One, one, you can uh, show off to everyone, and they're really impressed. Yeah, but your son. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Little Leo is a lovely boy, Chris. I'm, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Uh, that, that same joke crossed my mind too. So you're all right. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. But it's better that I said it and not the that's, actual dad of a child. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not that, the father, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. That um, would be bad. For me, I've got to be honest, and this is not, not I'm not trying to get win any votes here. Um, yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> honestly, I think obviously doing it each week has been amazing throughout the year. We, you know, I, I don't take it for granted any time we sit down and do this. But also, I'd say having the fans on that we did over the past month and a bit doing little guest spots. I think that's been really, yeah, really definitely. awesome. And they've all added their own unique contribution and their personality and it's it's really come through and it's resonated really well with obviously the listeners as well it's been really really well received and you know we're grateful for for not just them listening but also giving up their time to appear on our show which obviously it, it's it's really it is awesome you know it's been 152 episodes now and you think wow it's it's just really really nice um the end of the year though it's obviously it's upon us listeners uh so we thought we'd give you an episode where we do a deep dive on a topic. There's no who is that former blue today. Now, don't worry. That's because we're doing a special end of the year quiz. Oh, yes. Yes, we are. Uh, hopefully it'll be, uh, hopefully you'll get 10 out of 10. I've, I've mixed it up a bit of, bit of serious, bit of humour. I think, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. Uh, with that, though, we're going to head straight to the newsroom, see what the latest is at Stamford Bridge. of week the final week week 52 of 52 it's time to go to, for the weekly roundup in the elevator of chelsea news ben chilwell will have surgery on his acl ruling about for the season callum hudson odoi has surpassed iron robin to become chelsea's youngest player to register 10 premier league assists everson want to re-sign ross barkley ajax have stated that nicholas tagliafico will be allowed to leave chelsea 
are interested in his services. Chelsea have inquired about AC Milan defender Theo Hernandez. Lucas Digne, through his representatives, have made it clear to Everton that he would love the chance to move to Chelsea. And John Terry is returning to Cobham to begin a coaching consultancy role at the Chelsea Academy. Obviously, it's a bit bit smaller. I'm out of news this week because we're recording a bit earlier. Uh, we'll be talking about the left-back situation, don't worry, next in the main topic. But anything other than that caught your eye, guys? Um, I think the John Terry move is uh, is a really, really good move for Chelsea. Surprising. I thought he might have gone it, it, into yeah. management. No, it, it is surprising. And, and, I thought, and I think he will still go into management at some point. But I think what a player and what a person to have around the academy. Um, you look at someone like Petr Cech, who's been around Chelsea and how well he's done in that role that he's had. Um, and John Terry is Mr Chelsea. For him to be around the players and to coach the players and to consult them um, can only be a good thing for the academy. Um, and it will only help him as a coach and will help him grow as a manager. So I think that is a fantastic move all round. Um, and I can't wait to see how successful he, can, he will be because there's no doubt he's... He's a perfect man for the job. So, yeah, that is a sensational move, I think. That's pretty fair. Uh, what about yourself, Chris? Yeah, I'd agree with that about the John Terry thing, uh, for all the reasons you just said, Berth, really. Um, I think as well, he's still doing it. He's doing. I think he said he's doing it part-time because he still wants to be a manager. So, mm. I do think he'll he'll do this for a bit and then until something comes up that, that takes his fancy. Um, but just to have him back at the club is is excellent for for the club for him for everyone um especially the young players because one of the things that you you want from your any young players coming through is knowing about the club and no one knows better about Chelsea than John Terry and to sort of instill that in them from a younger age as possible is only going to benefit the club long term when these players hopefully some of them make the step up to the to the first team so I think it's a really good move. The the more Chelsea people you can have around the club, the better, I always say. Yeah, 100%. I'd still love to see the likes of Didier Drogba return to the boardroom somehow, if that's obviously yeah. his interest, because he, he, his personality alone, he's the, you know, there's people in, in life in general, when you're around them, they, they their magnetism and what their personality, it gets you, gets you pumped and, you know, you want to go out there and do your best. And I know, Probably Drogba probably did a lot of that in the Champions League final for us against uh, Bayern in 2012, obviously. So one day, maybe one day. Um, we posted a poll on Twitter whether you wanted a Chilwell replacement deep dive or a Brighton review. Well, we're recording this before the Brighton game, so it's obvious what you chose. Uh, so get that scuba diving mask on because we're going to be jumping in on this one. All we know, obviously, Ben Chilwell, we know he's going to miss the rest of the 21-22 season after it's confirmed he will have surgery on his ACL. We have talked about it on the show only recently, uh, how our form as a club dropped off once he was out of the side. So what do we do heading into January? Uh, right. It's a delicate balance, you know, because, you know, knowing that whoever we do sign, if we do sign someone, they're going to be benched, aren't they, once Chilwell returns in the summer from obviously surgery, recovery. There's obviously the impact it could have on Alonso. I've seen that raised. It's on a, a few points, but let's be blunt. It, Alonso's not filled any of us with signs of encouragement recently. And don't you dare mention Saul at left wing back. Um, now, look, I'm going to read out the names of all the realistic options and then let the, the guys themselves and myself freely discuss each one how we so wish. Uh, we've got the options are recall. So you've got Ian Matson from Coventry, uh, Emerson from Leon, or we can head into the market and sign one of these are the names that we've been linked with consistently. Lucas Digne, Serginho Dest, Terran Andes. 
Another one that I saw briefly, I think that was with the Athletic, was Adria Pedroza. So that last one, listeners, you may have raised a card around Lotti Alba, but uh, yeah. Uh, guys, recall or make a sign-in? Um, I don't think we should recall Ian Matson. No, I'm not saying that he's not good enough, but I think... He's unproven and tested in the Premier League. That's the problem. I, I think it's a big, big move for him to come back now. It's a lot of pressure for him. Um, I think he's, you know, he's playing well at Coventry. I think he's to stay there for the whole season. Just build, keep have his confidence, keep growing and keep growing. Um, I think if he gets put into the deep end now, um, it could be a real bad move for him and he could sort of damage him mentally and stuff like that. So I think he should stay at Coventry. Me personally, I, I think uh, Lucas Digne would be the best move because um, I think he's Premier League proven. And I think if you look at someone like Saul, that show that is a perfect example of why sometimes getting someone from a different league and throwing them straight in isn't a good move. Lucas Digne is Premier League proven. I think he's a very underrated player, actually. He's got a fantastic left foot. Um, I don't think he'll score the goals that Chihuahua or Alonso could, but I think his delivery and passing is just as good, if not better, than both of those. Um, defensively, he's OK. He's not the worst, he's not the best, um, but he's OK. Um, decent pace on him. Clever footballing brain. Um, and I think that would be the best move, especially if it's alone as well, um, because if, obviously, he doesn't play well, he can go back at the end of the season and we don't have to pay a fee for him. So I, th- I think that is the best move. Theo Hernandez, players are that, fantastic. I love Theo Hernandez, I think he's a great left-back. I think, Mark, you said a couple of weeks ago that there's no point in coming in for him to be potentially a backup because he's too good for that. Oh, 100%. Paying 60 million, paying 60 million or whatever it is for a backup is just, it's just ludicrous in January, um, I think. Um, so, yeah, I personally think the best move would be Lucas Dinner. Yeah, I mean, we're going to do, do a deep dive on all three of them for sure in a minute. Uh Chris, what do you think? Ian Matson, he's unproven. You've got Emerson. That's highly unlikely, though, because uh, Leon have a clause to make that loan deal permanent in the summer. So that we're going to be breaking that arrangement just to then do that. But what do you think? Yeah, I don't think any of the recall options are realistic options. I, I don't think Emerson. I mean, what people don't understand as well is if there isn't a recall clause in the loan deal, you can't do it anyway. I, think. I know. I don't know where this came from, that you can just sort of cancel a loan deal. It's probably from FIFA again. Yeah, probably. Um, so I don't think any of those two are, are ready. Well, Emerson's proved already that he's not particularly good enough um, anyway. And I don't think Matson's ready. Um, I know there's some people on Twitter who really like to push for youth players to come in. And they always throw back at you that Mount only played in the championship and Reese James only played in the championship. But to come in mid-season and be thrown in, like you said, Berth, and say to him, you need to take Chilwell's spot, is a lot of pressure on someone who's never played at this level before so I do think that would be detrimental to him and the team um I think the Digne deal makes the most sense I mean if they want Barkley as well he can go the other way I haven't got a problem with that um that's kind of you (laughs) yeah well let's face it Ross Barkley to Chelsea is a move that hasn't really ever worked out has it so I don't think anyone's going to overly miss him if he was to move to Everton as part of this deal I mean you could even do both at, both on loan with options to buy. Um, that would be the way I'd like us to do it. If we was going to go for him, I'd like the loan with the option to buy. So if he did turn out to be horrendous for any reason, then we haven't obligated ourselves to to buying someone. Um, I I just think with him as well, he's Premier League proven, yes, but ready to be a first team player. And I think. I understand what people are saying about when Chilwell gets back, he's gonna whoever it is is gonna be a backup, and that's fine. But 
I think this season has shown that your backups have to be first team quality. They have to be ready to play. They have to be mm. pushing that person for their spot before any injuries or suspensions happen and they come in. Because I think if we're signing someone purely as a backup, the issue is then if an injury like this does happen to Chilwell, then we have this Alonso situation all over again where the backup coming in mm. is such a drop off from the player who's going out. And I think that is a problem. Uh, but I do agree. I don't think you should be paying sixty million pound for Teo Hernandez as a backup player. No, uh, no, that's fine. And but Chilwell, I mean, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. You don't know how long it's going to take for him to get back to. Yes, yeah. I mean, 100%. everyone's assuming that he he'll be back for the start of next season, and he might be back in and around the squad. But is he going to be ready to to play every game? Maybe not. He, he, he kind of set setbacks in his recovery. The surgery might not go well. We just don't know yet. I just I don't think people should be necessarily assuming that Chilwell's going to be out for the season, but then come August, he's going to be back in ready and the player that he was before yeah. he got injured. It's six months, before. roughly. I mean, exactly. the average person, obviously, if it's for sports, elite sports, and obviously it's it's a little longer, but six months is a long time. And obviously that's that puts it roughly... If he has the surgery in January... You could say July. So obviously we're entering pre-season. Is he going to be ready for August? Maybe we do have great facilities, but I think that's um, a, it's yeah. It's, is he at that level, that sharpness? Yeah, and I'd say no. We it's have, unlikely. Exactly. We have seen with Hudson Odoi and Loftus Cheek how mm. a serious injury can affect you and take them a while to get back to where they are. So I do think whoever we sign, if it, it, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be in January. I, I can't imagine why we wouldn't. I think they have to be someone who can get us through to the end of the season, yes, but also have the potential to start next season as a starter. And that's why I think Luca Digne would be the best option to go for. Yeah. I mean, obviously, players do return from these, obviously, these horrific injuries. I mean, we all know the obvious ones. You've got Zlatan. He recently did it. Um, Robert Perez, Xavi and Alan Shearer as well, if you want to go quite far back. So it it doesn't always, obviously, they can, obviously, if you've had ACL reconstruction surgery, you are more likely to suffer an ACL in the, uh, injury in the future. But fingers crossed that uh, you don't. Um, Lucas Dinier, though, yeah, he's the obvious shout, isn't he? I mean, Everton don't want him. Rafa doesn't want him. A loan deal seems to suit all parties currently. And it's clear that the player wants the move. Uh, it's too good to be true, isn't it? Um, he's bound to want the move, obviously, because you've got the World Cup next year and he wants to be on that plane to Qatar. But to do so, you're going to have to play, aren't you, week in and week out and prove yourself. And I think that's actually a good thing. He's got that motivation straight away to prove himself, to get into Didier Deschamps' well, squad next year. Uh, I'd assume that any deal would mean that we pay the majority of his salary. That's not really a problem, is it? Um, his skill set, obviously, it's playing left wing back under Tuchel. He, obviously, as a player, he likes to get up and support the attack. He's, he's, you know, he's a renowned player for having great delivery from wide areas and looking at his stats he's, he's had seven assists in each of the last two completed Premier League seasons and I pulled up this stat I saw on Twitter uh, his output for getting the ball into the dangerous areas so XG from ball pro- progression is 83 out of 99 uh, that's quite high for a left back in the Premier League his contribution to goal scoring chances is 69 out of 99 which is again decent um, does he make challenges, tackles? Uh, he's not going to make a lot of challenges or pick up the loose balls because his his ball recoveries and interceptions are saying fifty five out of ninety nine. But with Chelsea playing three at the back, you've got Rudiger operating at that centre centre half, Thiago Silva as well. 
it's probably not going to be an enormous problem. Um, I, I'm really excited if we do get him. I think that he could be a great set piece taker with free kicks and uh, corners. By that, I don't mean scoring. I think getting their balls into that box for the likes of Lukaku or a flick on or a layer. I, I can see that happening. And I know the highlight reels on YouTube only show so much, but they show you what you want to see, really. But I do like what I'm seeing. Um, have you? What, what would you? What do you think? Do you think that's going to increase our attack? I mean, he's not chill well, but do you think that that it's going to increase the chances of the likes of Lukaku, etc., and our our goal scoring to actually improve and pick up? No, yeah, definitely. Like, like I said earlier, I think goal scoring wise, I don't think he's as good as Chilwell or Alonso. Um, mm. But I think set piece wise uh, and delivery wise and passing wise, I think he's just as good. He's definitely just as good as Alonso, if not better than Alonso in all those areas. Um, like I've seen, I think he's deadly from. Um, he's almost like a Reese James on the left. I think he, he puts it in early, and he always puts it in a really good area. And um, his corners always beat the first man, which is a brilliant plus for Chelsea because we always seem to have corner takers at the first man. Um, and his free kicks, um, just like Alonso, he, he scores some really good free kicks. So I think it will help us. I think he's a very creative fullback or wingback. I know you say about recoveries and that, but we've been playing Alonso and you don't really notice Alonso making those challenges anyway. So I don't yeah, think true. it's a massive, massive problem for us. Like you said, we've got Rudiger, Thiago Silva, all those players that are covering for him anyway. Um, and I mean, tonight we're playing what? Pulisic at the back, a wing back. So he's not going to put in any tackles or many tackles anyway. So I don't think that's a massive problem. I think the big plus for us, if we get Dine, is his creativity, is his final product. Um, and it's a consistency of his final product as well. Um, he very rarely puts in a bad ball. So, um, so yeah, I think it will help us massively going forward. What, what do you think, Chris? Do you think he's going to increase our uh, goal-scoring threat? I do think he will, yeah. I think out of Chilwell, Alonso and Dinya, I do think he's the best crosser of the ball. Um, mm. My only concern with him is the fact that he hasn't been playing and he has got to come in and start straight away, really, and hit the ground running. That's my only um, slight problem with with that transfer. Uh, but then I know people have been saying about he's not overly good defensively. But I think people are underestimating how much Tuckle can improve players. Yeah, he's he's made most of our players better players. You know, um, you just look at look at Chalobah, for example. I mean, he didn't have an an outstanding loan spell last season. He come in this season. He's only worked with Tuckle for a few months. And he's already improved his game massively. And we know from seeing Digne when he was at his best at Everton that he has all the skill sets to be really good. Um, I just think now maybe he needs a manager who can get the best out of him. And I do think Tuckle could be that. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, obviously, he's been out, I think, the last three league games. He stopped. He hasn't featured, but before then, it was like 90 minutes for each of them. So... I think he's falling out of Rafa, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I mean, he wasn't in the... He didn't play against Arsenal, Palace, or obviously against ourselves. So, yeah. Um, I think that's probably going to be the most likely option that's going to happen. Maybe a loan with an option to buy. We'll have to see. Um, Teo Hernandez, I'm not going to dwell on him too much because I just can't see it happening at all. You know, if we sign him, it's going to be for a big fee. And listeners are going to go, no, don't say this, but it would be to replace Chilwell because he's that level of good. It's as simple as that. I cannot see the 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 competition working there. I just really cannot. Um, and obviously, we're not going to replace Chilwell, are we? Let's be you know blunt about it. 
obviously we do have a good relationship with AC Milan because obviously you could argue good or worse we've given them back a Yokohan loan so yeah but obviously Tamori was sold there but it's again it's unlikely you know he's it's going to be a high fee if it is and he's so key to this Milan side it yeah it's kind of throw it away um so Ginio Dest that's a curious one you know maybe he'd love the idea of teaming up with Pulisic you know international teammates after all and then obviously you've got his former Ajax teammate Ziyech but Dest only joined Barca 15, 16 months ago. So they're obviously going to demand a reasonable fee, even more likely to sort of, we know their financial situation. They've just brought in Ferran Torres. They're going to want to bounce the books, as we say. So hmm, be interesting. I call it unlikely, you know, especially I think as well, he operates on the right side of the team. Yeah, He can do the left. I mean, we all know that. But you kind of want someone for the left back, left wing back role, who's predominantly plays on the left. Let, let's be realistic. Uh, I did. Re- I said about Pedroza, that was on The Athletic. Um, he's currently Espanol. You know, his stats that I saw, they're, they're decent. You know, his carry and dribble volume rating was apparently 99 out of 99. Uh, his shot volume was 99 out of 99. So I was like, wow, this guy is not uh, shy to support that attack, is he? Um, and he certainly he likes to give a shot when he gets the opportunity, so fair play. He also only has 18 months left on his current deal, so that's a cheap... Instantly, that makes his price a lot, a lot cheaper. And maybe his crosses could uh, get Kai Havertz and Lukaku into play scoring. I'd say that's almost like the outside bet, though. You know, keep the eye on it. But um, if you put a pound on him to move, you're probably going to lose a pound. That's that's how I see it. Um, what do you think about, I'd say, I guess, since Teo Hernandez is unlikely, what do you think of Serginio Dest? Um, I've... Every time I've watched him, I thought he isn't the greatest of defenders. Um, obviously, he's still very young. Um, he's very quick. He's just your typical modern-day fullback, lots to get forward. Um, but I just, I'm not too sure it'd be a sensible move for us. I think you want someone to come in who's established, who's sort of, like I said, a proven Premier League player, and you, there's question marks about Dest. Now, Dinier could come in and, and be poor for us, yes, but I think you've seen him in the Prem. He's proven in the Prem. He's 28. Mm. So I think he's the more established one. Um, so Dest, them predominantly being on the right as well, I just don't think that would work. I, I think it would be, it, it'd be a very, very big risk. I'm not saying he's a bad fan. I'm not saying he couldn't do well at Chelsea, but I just think it'd be a big risk for us, that one that we cannot take really at the moment. No, I, I think that's very fair. Um, Chris, what do you think? Final word on uh, Dest? Yeah, I agree with Berth. I think not. he's not a January signing and not in the situation that we're in if we was if we was looking for a backup to Chilwell um if Chilwell was still fit I mean um if we was looking for a backup to him in January and we was going to be moving Alonso on then yeah I could see it because he's still young he's got potential he can cover both sides of the pitch which is always helpful for for squad depth but not for the situation that we're in I don't I wouldn't be comfortable or confident enough that he could come in and fill that role on a game-to-game basis and be that established player there, um, especially coming from a from La Liga at the minute, which is such a bad standard. Um, I just I can't see that move being right for us, especially at this time. I honestly think he'll cost a fair amount of money. I mean, some people might be thinking, really, they're thinking of Barca, but he's almost first team in that squad. I mean, he's played in the league alone this season. He's played 11 times and one appearance was a substitution to 12 in total. Um, 
the only player that's in the, the defence of uh, Barcelona who's played more league games is Gerard Piquet. That's screaming to me that he's kind of first choice. So are we going to pay that that fee? Probably not. Sorry, mm. Eric Garcia has uh, more appearances as well. Um, who I'd actually have forgot had gone uh, gone to there. Bless him. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I can't see. I can't see it. I think it's going to be. I think it probably be Dinier or bust. I really do. I I kind of see that. It's it's about getting that moving early, getting it done, finalised, sealed, signed, done. Yeah, I do think um, if if the Dinier deal falls through, though, I I think it'll be Tagliafico from Ajax. Mm, yeah. I, I tell you the one that I saw the other day, so which is an interesting one. Um, I saw he was linked with Dwight McNeil from Burnley, which is an interesting. Oh yeah. One. Can he play that? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm, yeah. He plays left midfield in a four-four-two, doesn't he? Which is a similar role. Yeah, really. it's very similar, isn't it? Yeah, and I think obviously he's got the end product. Um, yeah, I don't know how it'd got. be defensively, but Premier League proven quality player, young player. It, it could be an interesting move. Maybe not one that we need right now, but maybe one for the future, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's a top, top. That's a top, top shout. Top, top shout. Um, I've just pulled his stats up. Apparently, he signed a long-term contract in 2020, so he's going to cost money probably. A lot of money. Well, I don't know. Whatever Burnley wants, I suppose. Uh, so yeah, listeners, those are those are the options we've got. Uh, we'd love to hear your comments. So you know, drop us a message. Tell us who you think we should sign. Um, moving on to the end of the year quiz. Yes, the end of the year quiz. Welcome. Uh, ten questions, ten answers. They're all based around the year of 2021. Of course they are. They're going to be. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll try and keep scores. Keep scores at home as well when you're listening. Um, I'll start off with the first question, as you always do. Number one, five players, they left Chelsea in the summer window to head to the Serie A. Guys, can you name those five players? Um, going to say it out loud, yeah? Yeah, yeah, you can chip yeah. in whenever you want if you've got uh, one. Tamori. He, yes, that happened. Bakayoko. Mm-hmm. Giroud. Yes, Giroud. There's two yeah. more. Uh, Zappa Costa? Yes. Zappa Costa, yes. Who else? Oh, oh come uh, on, boys. This one's the obvious one. Everyone's screaming. Oh, don't that. say that. Don't say that. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I was just about to say he's not in our squad this year. Does that matter? Of course he is. Oh, no. He's not in our joking. squad this year. Joking. He's definitely oh. a noticeable player that's not in our squad. Uh, um, Chris, do you have any idea here, or is it just me? Uh, I'm just thinking. Hold on. Very well known. Extreme. Did did decent last season as well. Oh, Tammy. It's Tammy. That's, isn't he? Yes. It's Tammy oh, Aram. Um, yes. Of course. Chris, how did you not get that? Oh, Come dear, on. Mate. What a start. What a start. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tamori, Bakio Country went to Milan. Zappa Costa went to Atalanta. And Tammy Abraham obviously went to Jose Mourinho's Roma. So there's that. That's the five. Uh, second question. The 2021 Champions League trophy was lifted by the Blues this year. But who did we face in the group stage? Uh, Ren. Yeah. Uh, Who's the rubbish one that we played? Yeah, yeah, a bit harsh. They're they're, they're (laughs) the uh, Europa League, uh, the the champions of the Europa League consistently. Oh, Krasnodar. Indeed, yeah, that's, that's the Krasnodar. three. That's yeah, the that's, three. That's, that's, that's on about, Nicely yeah. done. Um, no, no, no offence if there's anyone that's <laughs> from Krasnodar. I do apologise. 
Third question. Back in October, we beat Norwich 7-0. Aside from the Max Aaron's own goal, four players were on the score sheet. All English. Name those players. Uh, Rhys James, Mason Mount, Hudson Doy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, who's the other one? I don't know. You got to tell me. That's that's the point of the quiz. Chris, I, I, well, I, I'm, I'm looking to I'm looking for Chris here. I was uh, hoping he'd chime in at any point. I, I, I was letting you reel them off as you, as you seemed on a roll. Oh yeah, there. thanks, um, thanks, Chris. Yeah, cheers. Who's <laughs> uh, James Mason Mount? Ben Chilwell. Nicely done. Uh, Nicely done. Yeah. Cheers for help, Chris, again. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I'll, just, I'll let you take the reins on that one, Beth. <laughs> this, this one's going to be the, the, the one that, you know, it's going to separate who, who knows Chelsea this year. Continuing with that Norwich game, Timo Werner, he was in the stands after suffering a hamstring injury. Can you tell me what colour wine gum he refused to Orange. eat? Orange. offered one. Oh, <laughs> and he was at Berth. You weren't even on the episode review for that one. I remember I know. that. I know. It's because <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was watching Timo Werner, like that video, non-stop. Trying was, to figure out what wine gum. I knew this moment was coming. I feel like that's like, like you playing trivia pursuit at any Christmas time. It's <laughs> like writing. I know it. Give it me. I'm happy. Yeah, give it, yeah. Give me that piece of pizza pie into the yeah. into the wheel. Wheel of cheese, pizza, cheese. I'm not sure which. I, I call it cheese, but um, yeah, we'll go with cheese. We'll it's go a slice cheese. of cheese. We'll go um, with that. We'll go with that. Yeah. Fifth question. Chelsea women won a historic quadruple in the 2020-21 season. In the league, they only lost one game all season. But which team beat them? Arsenal? No. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. Um, so anything I say will be a guess. So I'm just going to guess uh, Everton. No, it was actually, it was Brighton. Brighton, uh, yes, of course. Of course it was. Damn. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I don't know what their XG was because obviously I'm thinking of, um, yeah, they finished sixth last season. So they had, I think they had, according to this, 11 defeats. So nice little rare win for them, it was almost. Uh, staying with the Chelsea women, though, this month they completed the 2021 Trophy Hall with the FA Cup. How many goals did they concede during the tournament? Oh, two. No. It, there's a reason I've. I've asked Zero? that question. Yes, indeed. Stuff? Zero conceded. Wow, that, they are good. They are really good, aren't they? Oh, defensively, it's absolutely They're so, so good. Defensively, they had the best defence in the um, in the league last season. So only naturally they took it on into the cup competition. So amazing achievement, it really was. Uh, question seven: Frank Lampard's final game as manager ended in victory, but who was it against? Luton. Oh, nice, nicely done. It was yeah. indeed. Yeah, oh, all the obscure questions I'm getting right and all the <laughs> yes. obvious ones. I the don't orange, agree with. The orange wine gum. That, that straight in. The knowledge. Oh. <laughs> I know um, my wine gums. I know my yeah. wine gums. Because that um, is the place that everyone pulls and they get that wine gum. Mm, I, I like the red ones. The red ones are nice. I like the black ones, I must admit. Yeah, they are. I, I, I don't know. I've never really noticed the flavour difference, but that's probably really bad because there is probably a difference. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, who, question eight, who is our youngest goal scorer of this Premier League season? So the one that we're currently in. If you give me the game that he scored in, that'd be even more impressive. Uh, no, he was second youngest. I'm trying to think. It's, it, this is going to be, when I say the name, you're going to be like, wait, 
he I thought he was much older. Because mm. it, even I thought this when I was researching it. I thought, wait, he's how young? I thought he was much older than that. Mm. I have no idea. Uh, no ideas. Youngest scorer this season. He was 20 when he scored it. Uh, is it Hudson Adoy? It is indeed. I was going to I just thought that was like way too obvious. No. I thought that was no, I thought he was old. I thought he was 21, 22. No, no. Can you tell me the no. guy get there? Can you tell me the game he scored in? Ooh. Where he got that? Norwich. It was indeed 18th minute. That's when he got the record, well not the record, but the, the title for this season so far. Yeah. Um question 9. Mateo Kovacic changed his jersey number for the 21-22 season. What was his previous number and what did he change it to? 17. Oh, nice. I, I wouldn't have got that at all because I could not remember. I told you, obscure ones I'm signed with, <laughs> obvious remember. ones and rubbish. I didn't even know he changed number. That is how badly I took that question. When I was like, oh, wow. I thought, oh, 17 to 8. And I was like, well, who was 8? Oh, Barkley. Barclay. Wait, we yeah, gave Barkley 8. It was like, oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind oh, of old school when you give, you know, your 1 to 11. Those jersey numbers go to the players that are in the first team. That's sort of how, you know, Burnley did that mm. this season. I think that, well, yeah, I think it was Burnley that played 1 to 11 in a whole game, which was really nice to see. Uh, finally, and we'll end it on a positive one. Um, our highlight of 2021, the Champions League winning Porto. Now, we all know who scored the winning goal. Who provided the assist? Oh, nice now. That's obvious. Nicely done. I thought it'd be. Yeah, I think we all got. We got there in the end. Ten out. Ten out of ten. No, we didn't get the Bryson one, did we? We didn't get that one. And, uh, um, we, we'll say it was a solid nine. Well, or nine out of ten. Well, we just solid. got there with Tammy Abraham to Roma. But we yeah. got there, and that is the main thing. We got there. We did. We did. Um, we are coming to the end of another episode of At the Bridge Pod, but I'm going to check into the mailbag because I did sad do this. Uh, to check out what's been sent in to us this week. You've got mail. Tim, aka Sixers player, dropped a fire question this week. He really did. And I'm, I'm making sure there's time to ask it. He said, Rudiger is incredible, but it's only really ever been in Tuckle's system, and specifically in a back three. How much does the situation influence the performance of our individual defenders? And would any defender look better in a back three versus a back two? I love the question. That's why I've made sure I put it in. That's a very good question. Um... I disagree with that. And I'll tell you what. I think... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well... <laughs> That's great timing. I think... <laughs> Antonio Rudiger's agent has just um, ended the call for Chris there. Didn't want, him, didn't want him revealing anything. Has a hitman just been sent to Chris's house? Has Rudiger just... That is brilliant. End, end credits. Just end credits now. Oh. That is I've, I've got to keep that in. Usually I wouldn't, but that's brilliant. Just, Find uh, out I next know. episode. Find out in the oh, new year yeah. what happens to Chris. That is brilliant. Oh, my word. Um, Chris. oh, there he is. Yeah, he went. He went, Chris. Went again. Unbelievable. Yeah, you went again. Have right. you just been talking the whole time as well? No, no, no. Must okay. be that after after yeah. that technical difficulty, we've got Chris to say, go on, what was your view on this? No, what I was saying, what I was going to say until my head... Until you were told uh, off. Go on. Until Rudiger came round to your house and... Uh, <laughs> said, nope, nope, you're not revealing any secrets, go on. No, what I was saying was, is that I think if you're playing in the middle of the back three, you're more protected because you don't have to cover the wide areas. So it can make poorer defenders look better. 
but if you're playing in the void of the back three, you actually have more space to cover in general. If uh, for if your wing backs play high and wide like ours do, it's it's essentially the same job as you would be doing in a back four. Um, mm. So I think throwing that accusation at him is a a little bit out of hand because yes, he he had been poor under Lampard in a back four, but he had been he had been good at times in a back four before that as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Rudiger is actually our best defender in a back four. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it was the way Lampard set the team up was so open that I think any defender would have struggled in in a back four in that system. But under Sarri, he was actually very good in a back four. So it's I, I do think that's a little bit out of hand to throw that accusation at him. Fair, fair enough. I, I think that's uh, I think that's fair. Where we, we will end it for the year. Um, so obviously we've come to the end of another episode of At the Bridge Pod for this week and for the year. Uh, thank you for listening all year round and we hope to see you in January listening again for another year of Chelsea content. I'm sure it's going to be just as memorable as 2021 was, hopefully in the positive sense. Um, signings galore, trophies lifted. Let's hope, let's hope. Uh, if, as always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram if you do not already follow us at At The Bridge Pod for both of those. Um, if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leaving us a five-star review, it's always helps helps out and it's really appreciated. So till next week and next year, listeners, that is us signing off.